Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and influenced. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I'm really excited to have my friend, Lisa Belts, all the way from Idaho. Welcome, Lisa. Good afternoon. I'm excited to be here. Oh my goodness. I'm super excited to, to, to be here and for us to have this opportunity as well. Now, Lisa and I met a couple of years ago online doing a challenge and quickly became friends. We got to meet a couple times face to face, which was really, really amazing. And, you know, we've just, I don't know, I think that we, we just have a lot of mutual respect and a lot of commonalities that drew us together to be friends and you're definitely you're just such a sweetheart so I'm really happy to have you here today now just to give a little bit of background about Lisa Lisa is a life coach and during the day you are a project manager a software project manager actually Uh and you're soon to be a published author which is very exciting so we're hopefully going to be able to talk a little bit about that Mm -hmm. of course like me you're a lifelong learner and you're always learning more about manifestation and abundance and today it is a real pleasure to to talk with you and you have a cat and three dogs we were kind of chuckling about that because you know animals can be a little mischievous and you were having a bad puppy day yes <laughs> so, yes and, and I've got my door <laughs> locked I have my door locked for my animals so it's, it's, but it's all good you've been working from home for the last pretty much the last year right it, it is we're, we're approaching quickly approaching a year because of COVID yeah it's been it's been interesting yeah and I think a lot of people can relate to that and you know it just it just dawned on me like usually we talk a little bit about what makes you you but before we get to that can, let's talk about how it's been for you working home you know mm-hmm. with isolation you're used to being around people all the time so what yep. can you say what have been the you know the good parts and the bad parts the indifferent parts what have you learned about working home from home? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Jennifer. And I know it affects so many of us right now. But um, yes. so the, 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 just to fill in the picture a little bit more, um, my husband and I are, you know, empty nesters other than the fur kids. And he came home on March 17th and I came home on March 24th. And so we, we sit, you know, 15 feet apart in our house and we will go honestly, sometimes eight or nine hours and not even see each other. Wow. Um, he's, he's got a headset on and he's on zoom calls all day I'm doing the same thing Um, and so that dynamic has been really interesting so we're home together but we hardly ever see each other it's really not been a lot different for us than um, when we were in offices apart you know, and a lot of times we don't even get to eat lunch at the same time during the day. So that's been one of the just interesting observations. Occasionally, it is challenging in that he'll be on calls and things will get not loud, but you know, you can he's talking a lot. I'm on a call talking a lot, and it can be distracting. And so what I have found is I have to pull away sometimes and have time alone. And so sometimes I'll get in the car and drive for coffee, you know, just drive to pick it up and bring it back just to kind of be alone. Uh, You know, take the dogs out in the backyard. So from a self-care standpoint, people that are working at home with others in the house 
And for part of the time, our oldest grandson, who's in college, was here too. And so he would be online in his bedroom going to school. We were both working. And, you know, again, so we had the three of us, but we still didn't see each other. But really that self-care and paying attention to self-care has really been huge. And that includes getting up and walking away from your computer, drinking your water, you know, taking those breaks away from the computer, even if you just stand up. I did order a, um, a mechanism that sits on my desk that I can raise and lower so I can actually have a stand-up desk at home. That has been a back saver, you know. Oh have- my goodness, that's, that's amazing. I know several people who've gotten those and absolutely love them. Absolutely. You know, it is, if I don't, if I'm sitting in a chair all day, by the end of the day, my hip and my back hurt a lot and I don't sleep as well. So again, it's just being aware of what you can do for self-care um, in this interesting situation. So when you think back about all those things for self-care, do you have a list? Like where did, where did you, like, how do you keep yourself on track? Because I know from some of the people that I've spoken with, it's easy to say, you know, you have to get up and you have to do this, 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 and this, but people forget. And it's, you know, I mean, they've got these, they they have the best of intentions, but you know, all of a sudden four hours have gone by. You haven't Mm -hmm. had your water. You've met, you meant to go refill it five times. You meant to get up and stretch every hour and you Mm -hmm. didn't. And all of a sudden now you're feeling, well, right. You have, you know, you lose, you lose that momentum. So how do you, what are your triggers? What do you have in in plan to, to make sure that you're successful in doing your self-care every day? Yep. And so a lot of it comes back to intention. And, and that mm-hmm. is something that I have personally been working on for the last couple of years, you know, as, as we've been in, in our group is setting that intention in the morning. And it doesn't have to be an hour. It can be three minutes just to say, okay, I set the intention that today I'm going to get up every two hours. I'm going to drink my gallon of water. I'm going to, you know, get up and go let the dogs out in the backyard to go potty rather than just leave the back door open. So it's setting yourself up for success. But a lot of it comes from setting that intention. Um, One of the things I did is I bought a one gallon water jug that I fill up the night before. So it's sitting here waiting for me and I make sure it it actually counts down the hours. And so I try and make sure that I'm on track and that kind of forces you to get up because you have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) But, 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 you know, again, there's some intentionality there. Oh my goodness. Have you, have you had those days where you've been so involved in whatever task that you were doing? I have found yourself maybe a little out of sorts yeah oh absolutely and and you know there are days that I'll have back-to-back meetings for five and a half or six hours and again it's it's you know how do you fit in the time in between there and so um I keep threatening but I haven't done it yet one of the things that we've talked about in our group at work is start meetings at five minutes after the hour and end meetings at five till because everybody's in this same boat And so it's like you had passing time in the hallways at school. It's building in that chance for not just you, but for others to have five minutes between meetings to go grab water, grab coffee, go to the bathroom. And so again, to me, it still comes back to that intentionality. But absolutely, um, I've had days where that didn't happen. And, um, you know, you you stand up and you go, oh, my goodness, I haven't stood up for hours and I hurt. And so then it's just, you know, no condemnation, no beating yourself up. It's just, you know, do better the next hour. 
And, and you know you. what? I love, I love that you say, say that, you know, not to beat yourself up because yep. how many of us do mm -hmm. and what did you do to help with that? Because I know that sometimes we, we struggle with that because you think, oh my gosh, I told myself I was going to get up every mm -hmm. hour. I didn't, I yep. told myself I was going to do it. And then that negative self-talk starts, right? And you can really get yourself into a conundrum. Yep. So what have you found helpful for you that has, you know, kind of gave mm -hmm. you the focus and the grace to be kind to yourself? Um, I think the first thing is just recognizing none of us have ever lived through a pandemic before. None of us have ever been in this situation that we're in. And so it's not necessarily that there is a playbook written. And so not that you're making it up every day as you go. We've been doing this long enough to, to get into somewhat of a routine. But if beating yourself up was going to work by now, it would have. So <laughs> approach it differently. You know, I give grace not only to myself, but to everybody I work with. And honestly, I'm better at giving them grace than I am myself, which I think is true for a lot of us as well. But giving yourself grace sets the example for other people to give themselves some grace as well. Oh my gosh, I love that. And that's, you know, the ripple effect and people, yeah. once people, it's not, it's, it's, pretty common for people to have a lot of negative self-talk mm -hmm. and yep. berate themselves. And like you said, we give everyone else all kinds of concession, mm -hmm. but start giving yourself that concession. Absolutely. As well. I think, you know, as women, when we get older, we start to, a lot of times we start to realize that because I find mm -hmm. most women that I know, you know, through the decades, and I think about the course of women, people women that I've met through various areas and aspects through my life. And it's been a common theme. Absolutely. You know, self-deprecation and the negative self-talk. And at, when I became a life coach, one of the things that was the biggest thing for me is I want to help people to be their own best friend, because think about what's in your head. Would you say those things to your friend? No, no. Or to a child. And that that's the other measure that I use sometimes is, is this something that I would say to a child? You know, right. if, if it's not encouraging, it, if it's not full of life, and I wouldn't say that to a child, I should not be saying it to myself. Oh my goodness. That is, that is great. So if you were to write a, write a list of your top 10 things to do, um, working from home and being, giving yourself grace, what would, what would they include? a few examples. Yeah. Um, so I get, uh, you know, we've already talked about being intentional, setting that intention first thing in the morning. And, um, I will actually stop if I have, to, if I make the time, not if I have, if I make the time to have my quiet time, devotion time, first thing in the morning, I will ask for a word for that day. And sometimes I get a word, sometimes I don't, but when I do get a word, I write it down and actually post it on my computer. And again, it just helps to set that intention. And so setting that intention, teaching yourself, training yourself to check in personally every couple of hours. You can do that by setting a reminder on your phone if you need to. Um, another principle is one percent of your day is 14 minutes and 24 seconds so rounded up to 15 minutes if you can train yourself to spend 15 minutes a day in self-growth creativity watching a fun video it lightens the entire load you know one of my favorite sounds on the planet is babies or children laughing so if it's mm. a really heavy day 
if I can find that five or 10 minutes, I'll just go watch a video on YouTube of children laughing. It just lightens the load. Um, giving yourself grace. And again, that is accepting yourself as your own person. I am not here just to make other people's lives convenient. I am worthy. I have value. I am enough. And I deserve to be recognized by myself as much as I recognize others. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And that is a perfect segue into our break. And we'll be right back. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen. And welcome back, Lisa. Now, just before the break, you were sharing some really great tips about how to you know, I guess, navigate and, and stay positive and things that you can do for the, you know, for improving your day and staying mm -hmm. positive. And the one that I, I mean, I love everything that you said, but one that the two that really resonate me is having those affirmations. You know, I am worthy. I'm, I am, I am deserving of love. I'm, I'm deserving of respect. And then of course, you know, also the kids laughing. I mean, there's always yeah. something that you can do to bring a smile to your face. So whatever it is, for you take some time to you know I encourage everyone take some time to find a few things that you can do I like having dance parties I have dance parties in my kitchen <laughs> all the time by myself my husband thinks I'm crazy and that's okay but it's fun <laughs> but what led you into life coaching did you have how did you know I mean because you're in the software mm -hmm industry. And yep. some might think that there's, you know, a huge gap between there. So how did you decide or, you know, tell us a little bit about your transition yep. into that? Well, as a matter of fact, um, when I was working at a project manager in my, my prior job, there was a gal that came in as a contract PM and was, she was only with us for three months, but she was a life coach. And this was eight or nine years ago. And I'd really not ever heard of life coaching at that point. It was, it was brand new to me. And so she was doing a group coaching session. And so it sounded very intriguing. So I went ahead and signed up for her eight week group coaching session. The second weekend, the Holy Spirit said, this is what I created you to do. Wow. What I am calling you to do. And it was just like this light bulb went off. Wow. And so that was in February or March of that year. And then in May of that year, I started a 16 week life coach training program through a Christian coach Institute, which is here in the U S and I, to say I resonated with it is an understatement, you know, my whole goal and purpose in life, even as a project manager, and this is where what I do as my career of a project management ties in so well with life coach as a project manager, you're trying to take somebody's idea or what they need and, and see it through and make it happen. So right. there's, lot, there's leadership there, there's creativity, there's listening, but I do all of that through other people. And so as a project manager, one of the things I do really well is building teams. Mm -hmm. Life coaching just dovetails right into that because on a team, you've got individuals and helping those individuals be and become the best person they can be is my goal for them personally, which then ties into the bigger organization. So it, it has really been very complimentary. So as a life coach, um, a lot of my clients were women. And so going forward, I have have specialized, if you would, in that. 
So the name of my business is Women Empowered for Life. And it is empowering women for the here and now, but also setting them up for sex success for the remainder of their life. You know, it, it is, um, it just brings me so much delight. I love that. And I know that there still are a lot of people who question the validity of life coaching. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, I, I know a lot of people who think, you know, what is yep. the big deal with this? Nobody knows. I don't need a life coach. What the heck? So, mm -hmm. I mean, as life coaches ourselves, we yep. have coaches. And we do. If I, if I didn't have a co coach, like not even just one coach, mm -hmm. I have several coaches and I know mm -hmm. you have several coaches. I do. And I absolutely love them. So it's not like we're just talking air. This is, this is, this is us. We believe, we know yes. that it makes a huge difference. So from your perspective, if for the naysayers out there who think, oh, life coaching, whatever, what, what could you tell them? If they are not achieving their full potential today, I would ask them why not, what's holding them back. And a lot of times we talk about our comfort zone. And so if you think of a comfort zone as a circle and you're in the dot in the middle, most people left to their own will come up to the edge of the comfort zone and then they retreat. And they'll come up close to the edge of their comfort zone and then it doesn't feel right so they back off. A life coach will help you get past your self-imposed comfort zone and move out into what is potential, possible, dream, future. And we also talk a lot about mindset. What I have learned personally over the last two and a half years is that I had belief systems and mindsets that I didn't even know existed that were limiting me and holding me back. And I could never have broken through the artificial barriers on my own that I was able to do with having coaches. You know what? You just said that absolutely brilliantly. Like <laughs> I, I absolutely love that what you just said. So I think that that could potentially resonate with some of the people who are listening mm -hmm. that might have wondered, you know, what is this life coach stuff? Yeah. And you just act, you just totally explained it very precisely and absolutely amazing. And the benefits and the difference that it makes in your life, the way mm -hmm. that you feel about yourself and how many of us are actually our own best friends. Yeah. Not very many, especially not women. Right. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, it is, a, it's especially women. You're right. And I, I work a lot with women too, and it has been a trend. So when you say, yeah. if you're not living your full potential, why not? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a good place to start. Why not asking that question? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are so many subconscious things and limiting beliefs like you speak of oh my goodness we don't even we're not aware so no. unless someone brings your attention to that then you can't change it you can only change something once, once you're you aware of it when you think about that what would be your biggest your biggest thing that you uncovered and whether it be a, a limiting belief or just you know something that was you were raised with yep that, that you broke um, through. I, I grew up not really. So, so my family didn't go to church, but I went with a friend frequently and I'm going to use the word religious. It was very structured, but there was a lot of negative approach. And, and, you know, this was 40, 50 years ago and a lot of fear, a lot of negativity, um, 
not just focused on the love aspects or the growth aspects of, of God, um, Jesus. And so what I had to let go of, first you have to recognize it and let go of it, was a lot of those self-formed opinions about how God really was and how he wants to interact with me and how I have to be and behave for him to accept me. And looking back now, so much of it is just false. It's just not the truth. And so I've been on a real truth quest. Um, and, and, you know, I, I am biblical. The Bible is my foundation. But God himself is opening things up and showing me so much more that I didn't know was there. You know, it's like he didn't create us for him to turn around and judge us and put us down mm -hmm. for how he created us to be. And, and um, this is a lot of what my book is about, Jen. And, and if I can just go there really quickly. You the, just, I was just going to ask you, can you talk yeah. a little bit about your book? Yeah, so and so, segment. <laughs> yeah anyway. the, the, the title is The Journey to Becoming Unshakable in a world that's shaking. And so Ooh. it's a little bit of my journey over my life of how I have come to have a really rock solid foundation. But building on that rock solid foundation is understanding how much God loves me and how much God loves you and how much he's up there going, come on, you can do this. He's there to encourage. He's there to help draw us forward. He's not looking for you to mess up so he can slap your hand. And, uh -huh. and that's that false image that, that I grew up with. And I want to help other people let go of those types of beliefs that are holding them back. And I think with COVID and with all the things that are going on in the world, so many of us desire to deepen or even reestablish that relationship with the divine. And so that's really what my book is about is just how to, you know, it's like, I want to reconnect with God, but I don't know how to start. And so that's right. a lot of what I'm doing. Oh my goodness. I love that. When did you come up with the idea for your book and how long did it take you? I'm curious. Well, it's interesting. So God gave me the title and some of the chapter titles way back in 2007. Oh my and goodness. I, got, I got right on it and wrote three chapters and he says, okay, now you have to go live the rest of it before you can write it. Oh, wow. Oh my goodness. I got chills. Yeah. Wow. And so I, I've spent a number of years learning, living, making mistakes, recovering from mistakes, growing. And then last year in, um, well, actually in late 2019 into early 2020, before COVID hit, he said, okay, it's time to write. It's time to finish. And a lot of times I would be sitting and writing and I'm looking at what I'm writing, just going, wow, I didn't know that. Like, <laughs> wow, really? God, that's really cool. <laughs> And so, you know, so we talk you about download. it is, we talk about being a scribe and it's like, all I was, was the fingers on the keyboard. And I was just getting this, this live stream download from God as I'm writing. It was a really fascinating process. That is so incredible. And one of the things I love about that is I don't, I bet you, I can't count how many people I know who have said that they're they didn't write the book. Yeah. They were, they were just, they were, they were the tool to they get were the, the scribes. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yes, so I, I love that. That's, it's really awesome that you have, you know, you got that and you listened. That's the other part, right. Is that you yes. actually 
you listened, you heard, mm-hmm. you didn't ignore, you didn't dismiss. Yep. You listened. There was, there was some of that. That's part of why it took a little longer than it maybe should have, but yeah. And, and, and even that was part of the learning and growth process. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I have, we're almost out of time, which yep. is absolutely incredible because this has been so much fun. What do you want your impact on the world to be? And, and then tell me what makes you sparkle. Oh, Jen, my impact on the world is literally to help every woman be and become the best she was originally designed to be. Every one of us was designed specifically by God for a purpose. And just part of that purpose is just relationship with him. It's not even about what we go and do and fulfilling our calling. It's just being perfect. And, and what this, makes you smile? What makes mean, me sparkle? Sorry. Um, sparkle. Uh, honestly, this being able to engage with people. I am very much a people person, being able to speak life, share life, share the great things that I'm learning and share what's going on. I'm a teacher at heart and it just lights up my world. Oh my goodness. I love this. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being here, Lisa. Thank you for inviting me. Oh my goodness. A lot of fun. And I look forward to the next time that we get to get face to face and I get to give you a big hug. I will save a couple for you. Absolutely. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. And remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today and every day. We'll catch you next time, friends. Bye for now. Well, you're in luck because we're having a bonus section with Lisa because we thought, you know, there's probably some stuff that we didn't get to talk about and you didn't get to share while we were on the interview. So now is the time just to, you know, have this conversation. And just before we press record again, We were just talking about how nice it is to be unscripted and just go with the flow and go with, you know, whatever you feel at that time. But sometimes it's sometimes it's challenging for people to do that. So I very much appreciate that you're, you know, going with the flow and able to go with it. Um, For me, typically, and I mentioned this to you with Find Your Sparkle, usually the first section we get to talk a little bit about, you know, what makes you you. So we didn't get to do any of that this time because we went with instinct and we were led to talk about other things, which Mm -hmm. I think was going to be really beneficial for people, especially those who are working from home. So now I'd love for you to share a little bit about your personal story of what makes you, you, where you came from, Mm -hmm. different trials, tribulations, successes, that kind of stuff. Sure. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, And and so I I actually need to go back and say one thing when we were talking about life coaching, Mm -hmm. um, several of my clients, and I I just share this briefly, talked about the fact that in life coaching, it's a one-on-one meeting, but it is just about them. And it is the most validated and heard that they had ever been as adults that is and very so really, true yeah i and really need to get that out there that that again one of the and it's an intangible benefit jen as yes. you know yes but how often do we simply not feel heard or appreciated oh my goodness a lot yeah i think probably way too much mm-hmm. so yeah, i definitely so. appreciate that and that is definitely something that and I hadn't heard, I love the way that you put that because it's, it's so true. And so many of us long for that. Yes. 
Yep. So anyway, just needed to get that out there. So kind of about what makes me me. So my husband and I have been married for uh, 33 years. And I have um, two stepdaughters, a daughter, and then we have three grandsons. And so we always joke about my husband having been surrounded by girls. And then he finally got his grandsons. (laughs) And all three of them are into sports. And so um, they're just delightful. They're all great, great kids. They're 15, 16, and 19. And the the 19-year-old grandson has lived with us off and on for the last six months um, because of COVID. They couldn't be on campus. Although um, he's potentially moving back on campus this next week. We'll see. So anyway, so that's just been um, a really great thing, but kind of, of um, backing up a little bit. So probably 25 years ago, um, through a set of circumstances, we lost a business that we owned and we pretty much lost everything um, at that's one point. Hard. It is. It's extremely hard. Wow. Our, little, our little girl was three at the time, so she really doesn't remember much about it. But there was one point in time when we literally had $12 left to our name. But Jen, we never went without. We always had a roof over our head. We always had food to eat. You know, a couple of the meals were ramen noodles, but we always were taken care of. We were always provided for. And through that time is where I learned intercession and really deep prayer before God. And one of the critical lessons he taught me is when you are in a point of tremendous need, pray for other people because he, God will bring people to pray for you. It's really hard to be objective when you're praying for yourself. And I don't, I don't ever tell people don't pray for yourself, but it's hard when you're so in the middle of crisis to know how to pray for yourself. Mm-hmm. But this is where you trust in God or the universe or source. They will bring the people to pray for you and speak life and truth into you just as you're doing for others. Oh, that's beautiful. And so it's, so, was- it's so true. I mean, you know, you know, it's just like the, the pay it forward. Right? It is. It is. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. Take your eyes off yourself and good things will come to you. Exactly. And, and that's really where my quest, if you would, for abundance began is back when we had nothing. You know, you learn gratitude. You learn to appreciate having a dozen eggs in the fridge. You learn to appreciate some of the simple things that you so often take for granted, you know, and, and, and I wish I could say that it was, you know, a fairly short time and, and that was resolved. It took us 20 years to pay everything off and back. I mean, it was a, again, my journey to becoming unshakable. That was part of my journey. And I oh wouldn't goodness. ever wish that on anybody, but I wouldn't be who I am today, knowing what I know today without that journey having happened. And, you know, there's a lot to be said about that, Lisa, because it's easy to feel sorry for yourself. It's easy to be in victim mode. Yep. Everyone around you. It's really easy to get stuck. It's really easy to tuck into the negativity. Yep. How did you manage? What gave you the courage? Because you had to be courageous mm-hmm. and, and the fortitude, like to know, okay, you know what? I just, I just need to focus on the good and everything great and be grateful for what I do have and not focus 
on all of these other mm -hmm. icky things that are really, really hard. Yeah. But I, I need to focus on the good because yeah. it, it's easy. Let's face it. It's a heck of a lot easier to get sucked into that negativity. Mm -hmm. And, How and you, you know, I, I, I certainly didn't do it perfectly. And, and I did not always take that high road and take that positive outlook, but from the beginning, and I mean, literally the day that things blew up, God said, set your eyes on me. There's a bigger picture here. You're going to get through this. And through all of it, and, and I promise you, there were tremendous ups and downs and a lot more downs than ups for a while. There was always a sense of the bigger picture. And I, I cannot say it was anything that I did. It, I just knew this was a bigger picture and this was a long-term investment. Um, it was, you're, you're living in the day-to-day -day because you literally have to put food on the table. You have to pay the power bill. You have to get through, you know, potty training and all of the things that you're doing today. But I always knew there was, this was a long game. And so where we're at now, being able to write my book and some of the vision God has given me of the things that are coming in the next few years, this is the long game. And so it's been a 25 year journey to get here, but the hard parts behind us yeah. and the reward is, is starting to emerge. And that phrase, set your focus, set your eyes up. It was don't look down. Don't look at the negativity around you. Keep your eyes up. Keep your focus forward. That's a lot of what got me through. And I used to use the phrase with God. I said, okay, God, I am putting all my eggs in your basket. Right. You know, wow. you want to talk about faith and trust. It's like, you know, it was my yes. three-year-old. It was my future. It was having gas in the car for the next day. God, I'm putting all my eggs in your basket. And some people that came and walked through this process with us towards the end, when things were getting resolved, um, this man was praying for us and he used that phrase, you know, God, we know we can, we can trust you with the eggs in our basket. And I doubt that that man has ever uttered those words before or after. <laughs> and wow. so it was just God's way of saying, I got you. That's incredible. I love that. Now, I know that when we go through pains and look back, we can either, you know, regret, have regrets, or we can learn and grow and flourish. So yes. can you talk about some of the lessons that you've learned that you've taken with you to help you to grow and flourish? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and so there's this dichotomy of going through the day-to-day -day motions and, and keeping life going at the same time when you're trying to do some inward work. Um, it, it's, you have to look inward sometimes to look outward with a new perspective. And so I'm a fairly joyful person. I'm, you know, I've been nicknamed sunshine by a lot of different people or trouble. That's the other name that follows me everywhere I go is, you know, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, trouble. It's like, no, wait a minute. But anyway, um, and it's not losing sight of who you are 
in the midst of circumstance. Mm. So the circumstances didn't change who I was intrinsically, but sometimes you feel like you're drowning and you feel like you're losing that. And so you have to go back inward and reconnect with who you are apart from the circumstances so that you can move forward in the circumstances. That's very well said, because a lot of times we, we do take that on as, you know, oh, I'm a failure. I fail. I, oh, I, when I did, failed. I did some, I did some of that too. So, you know, again, well, like you, said, you know what, we're, we, things are ups and downs and, you know, you're not going to navigate things perfectly, but <laughs> the bottom line is the reality is, is you got yourself back, right? You yes. have to have, you can't see the light if you haven't had the darkness. So Correct. that is a really good, a, a good way to, I guess, keep you mm -hmm. real keep you yep. real, keep you on your toes, help yep. you to have some realizations, have those aha moments, appreciation, gratitude, and think, wow. And you know what? You got through it. We did. And so the other thing that's coming up that I need to share right now is when you're in crisis or facing something big like that, we are not designed to do it alone. Oh, you know, we, we were part of a small group at the time and, you know, there were four or five people that literally walked through hell and walked through the fire with us. Wow. And um, without them, I don't know that I would have kept my sanity. And not only did they pray for us, but they literally helped us move. They literally helped to make sure that we had food. They literally helped to check in and just say, you're on my heart. You're doing okay. What do you need? You know, so it was wow. literally walking through the process with us. Oh my goodness. That is so important. And that yeah. is amazing that you had that. It you is. Know, for a lot of times it's hard to ask for help. Yeah. Really, really hard. Did you, mm -hmm. did you ask for help or did people, did they come and help you? That was, they did that. Um, so I guess there was a little bit of both. When things first started, the Holy Spirit whispered to me, he said, this is too big. Do not try and do this alone. Oh, wow. You know, where God has that foreknowledge, he knew everything that was coming that, that I couldn't see. Um, and so I knew, and, and just, you know, we were traveling at the time that this all started to unravel. And so he just, he just very faithfully said, don't even try and do this alone. You need to reach out. Wow. And so that, that very day I made a phone call and said, I don't even know what's going on, but I know this is big and I know we're going to need support. Oh my goodness. Wow. Well, that was very intuitive for you and you, you, that you were open to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. That and is... it was a very insistent voice. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if you were to give some advice to people that were going through hard times now that you're on the mm -hmm. other end of that. Mm -hmm. Yep what would you say? You know, it's, it's almost, it's the death of a dream sometimes. And so where there's a death of a dream or a divorce, there's a death of a marriage, whatever it, you go through a grief process. And I say that to say, it's a process. It's a journey. And you are never grateful for the crisis in the midst of the crisis, but know that the sun's going to come up tomorrow. 
you're going to be cared for. You're going to have the provision that you need. You're going to get through this. And when you come out on the other end of that valley, you're going to look back and see God's hand. You're going to see angels. You're going to see provision. And you're going to find a strength in yourself and a connection that you didn't even know was there. You know, I don't want to have to be a strong person. But when the need was there, I found that I was. Right. And so stronger than you know. Stronger than you know. And and you know, every one of us has that resiliency built into us. It is literally in our DNA to be resilient and to bounce back and to keep moving forward. And when you get overwhelmed, there are expectations and you're trying to do too much at once. Give yourself the grace prioritize, keep the lights on, keep the kids fed, literally do the practical things you need to do to get through today. The sun's going to come up tomorrow and it's going to be another day to try. Oh my goodness. And you know, one of the things that, that comes to me is everything that we've lived, all of the, the ups, downs, the good, the bad really Mm -hmm. do make us who we are. Absolutely. I've had a lot of hills and valleys yeah and without them I probably wouldn't be able to relate to as many different people as many different situations as you know as if I didn't have all of that if if my life was a straight line yep I I wouldn't be able to do what I do you wouldn't be able to also be a little bit boring it would be really boring and (laughs) I mean not that I not that I like having you know the yeah I agree I agree. <laughs> but it's really does help you put things in perspective sometimes and really helps you just like, like you being grateful. Oh my goodness. You mm-hmm. know, you have food on the table. You were able to have a roof and, yeah. and food and light. So you know what, for some people that might be a little tiny thing, but when you're in that situation, that's huge. It is huge. It's it huge. Is huge. Yeah. And, and the things that we take for granted, I know when I broke I mean, I've broken several bones, but, but <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. But recently as an adult, a few years ago, when I was working on an event, I broke my hand oh, and wow. it was just when I was working on an event and I had a lot of stuff to do. And, you know, I can remember thinking like, and it's so funny. You remember certain things so well, Clearly, and yeah. I remember sitting there one day with my friend who was helping me do some of my, my typing because I couldn't type. Yeah. And, you know, I said, wow, I promise that I will never take for granted again, the use of my hand. Mm-hmm. Isn't that and, true? Right. And even the ability to walk, to be able to see it. Yes. Sometimes those kinds of events really are a kick to say, oh, you know what, why don't you just take a look at how fortunate and blessed that you are look at all the really great things around you and you know when we do that we open ourselves up to receive more great things Mm -hmm. it's you track what you focus on absolutely when when you're when you're moving in that gratitude it just brings in more gratitude and it brings in more things to be grateful for and you know it's funny I was saying to a friend the other day you know I just I like feeling good Mm -hmm. and when you're grateful you feel, you feel good. You feel a million times better. It doesn't mean that there's not stuff happening in your life, yep. but most of the time 
you can't do anything about that stuff mm-hmm. right now. So yeah. you could choose, you could, you can choose to let it impact your mood and bring you down. And, and that's a choice, or you can choose to stay high vibe yeah. and to look to look and it's it, I mean there is some work involved in it that's the part that is a little bit challenging right because yeah. sometimes sometimes yeah. you might have to dig pretty deep to find yeah. something however there's always 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 something for which to be grateful absolutely you know the, the other thing that comes to mind too Jen is the illusion of control mm. you know we we think we can control so much more than we really can. (laughs) And I think I I know for me personally, that feeling that pressure, not just to conform, but to control takes so much energy. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to control things that you cannot control, it is a lose lose. Oh my gosh, it is. That's very true. And And how many people do that? It's like you're banging your head against the wall all the time. I think every human being that's ever been alive tries to do it. But again, it's coming to that realization of here's what I can control. And I can always control how I choose to respond or react. That's about the only thing I really can control. I can influence Mm-hmm. more than I can control but if I'm a type of a person that really needs to control things there are times that the roller coaster gets really rough mm-hmm. and so if you can learn to ride the ups and downs rather than try and control the ups and downs it greases the skids and the rides a lot smoother oh my golly I love that analogy and it's you know it's the same when you think are you going with the flow or are you trying to paddle upstream? How, yeah, how could... hard is it, right? How hard is it to paddle upstream? Uh, really, very. Really hard. I, I, yeah, I got called on that even just a couple of months ago. I mean, literally God said, you know what? You're in a canoe and you're paddling upstream and it's not yeah. going to work. When are you going to stop? Yeah. Okay, and fine. then when you stop, what happens when you stop? Oh, you go with the flow. You flip around and it's like, oh, look, this is so much easier. <laughs> right. And I mean, it feels, you know, when you think about feelings, mm-hmm. that feels so much better. Yes, it does. And, you know, when you're paddling upstream, fighting against the current, you don't feel good either. I mean, no, nothing, that's, when, that's when you tend to get mad good. at God. You get mad at God and blame him. And he's going, the water's going the other way. It's not my fault. You're the one that's going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, turn around, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah. I think if we start to get more in tune with how we feel physiologically, mm-hmm. that is a, a really good indicator whether we're on the right path or not. If it doesn't feel good, don't do it. If you have yeah. an icky, icky feeling, don't mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. If you, you know, if you feel good when you're doing it, you know, you're on the right path. Yeah. Amazing. This has been a lot of fun. Um, do you have any more? I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be aware of your time and I've yeah, taken I'm up gonna, enough, but yep. do you have any other parting words before we end our call today? Um, I think the only last parting words is look for whose life you can speak life into today. Huh. And ask yourself that question every day. 
what is one person who is one person that I can speak life into today? That's beautiful and amazing because you know what? We all can make a difference reaching out and and reaching out to someone, telling them, hi, telling them that their posts matter. Like your posts matter to me. I said to Lisa before for our audience listening, I don't see Lisa's posts all the time, but I always see them when I need them. And it's always the perfect, it's always the perfect post that I see. And I'm very thankful for that. It is totally awesome. But I want to thank you so much for taking time today. It's really been a lot of fun. We'll have to do this this again. And I can't wait to see you face to face sometime. Hopefully not in the too far distance. I hope so soon. All right. Thanks so much, Lisa. Well, my friend, we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Jen. Bye. Bye. Love you. Sparkle. Thanks. (laughs) Love you. Bye, friend. Bye.